Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Go Boldly Podcast. I am Scott Spate, your host for this show, and I am truly excited today to have Yvette Owens on, on with us today. Yvette's story is absolutely amazing. She's getting ready to step out in, in mighty, mighty faith and, uh, and lead the corporate world and see what God has got in store for her. And that, you know, if you've ever done that, you know that can be scary. But at the same time, um, when God has called you to do something, he prepares you every step of the way. And so Yvette, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have been introduced to each other by Carrie. And um, and it's just, I've been looking forward to this since we since we talked. And um, so, you know, everybody's got a past. And I think that everybody's past plays a significant role in who they are today. And so I'm curious, you know, Yvette, don't start. Tell us a little bit about you and kind of how you got your start and, and some of those significant events. Yeah. So um, my whole conversation, my whole being is around equipping and helping helping leaders, supporting leaders. Um, so I was raised by strong leaders who were who were in the faith based organization, you know, in churches as well as in education. Um, both my mom and dad served in leadership roles in education and um, high schools and things like that. My mom was special ed and my dad in, in music. And my dad had many musical um, groups that he led, whether community or in schools that he led, and they were gospel um, groups that he led. So he was pioneering that and many of the high school, because at that time they weren't doing that as readily. Um, and then I ended up in corporate, who would figure, right? <laughs> um, coming out of, out of high school, I ended up going, I mean, coming out of college, I ended up going into corporate, into the insurance industry as an underwriter and as a national accounts underwriter at that. So I'm dealing with the very larger accounts so that a lot of leadership skills, a lot of high, quality leadership skills were required to really be successful in that field is, you know, you're dealing with major accounts and a lot of money on the, on the table. So going from being an underwriter to leading underwriters, to leading operations folks, to leading uh, project teams, I took a, a liking and found that I had some really proclivity towards project management when now you're leading leaders across different places who have come together to complete a project. Then I fell in love with change leadership because um, I, I understand the difference between that and project leadership. So here I am today helping um, leaders to in both finance, uh, faith-based and academic space, as well as in the corporate space, really, really create healthy, thriving um, cultures where everyone can thrive. And I mean, everyone, because everyone should be able to come and feel good and belong and be stretched and grow and develop. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's how I got here. Some of the things that gave me the passion for being here are that I've had some leaders that were not so, um, you know, wasn't not so pleasant to be around. Um, and so you learn from the good and you learn from the bad and you really learn from the ugly. And so yeah. I've had my share of all of that through my 43 years in corporate. And um, I understand, I value those who really poured into me, 
even though sometimes it didn't feel good at the time, but they were really, they really did have my best interests at heart and they were growing me up. Right. Um, and then I've, you know, I've learned and I've appreciated those advocates and allies in the space who came to my rescue and helped me to navigate around some of those who weren't so favorable. So here I am today. <laughs> you know, I think, I think almost everybody can go back and pinpoint one individual that had a negative impact on their life. And for some, it's been several individuals, but I think we can also on the flip side, I think there's, you know, there's, there's usually one or two individuals that played a critical role in that turning point for us in becoming who that, who we are, whether it's a parent or a teacher or, or you know, a leader that, that we worked with, who, who was that for you in that? I'm, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but who, who was that, that individual that had that just made that turning point absolutely incredible for you? Yeah. So I would say there is different in different aspects of my life, there's different people, but the constant yeah. has always been my parents, always, no matter what we were, I was going through or undergoing or undertaking, they were a constant uh, benchmark. They were a constant barometer. They were a constant coaching, even through relationship things, you know, maritals and ended up in divorce and just, they are, they were always there. Uh, my dad passed in 2012. My mom is 86 and she's still here. And she still, wow. you know, has, she doesn't do it as much. This is what she does now. When you go to her and say, mom, this is what's happening. Sometimes she just start laughing. I'm like, <laughs> did you just hear what I said? And it's like, yeah, this too shall pass. <laughs> you know? so it's like some of the things that feel so critical to us at the time, she's like, yeah, I've been there. You'll be all right. <laughs> I, I, um, I think, she, it's like she gets it. She knows that, you know, I always say to my clients that there is a other side to everything. Absolutely. You're on the other side of everything that you've ever, you know, struggled with in the past. And and there's going to be an, a, an other, O-T-H-E-R, a, a, a other side to everything that you, that we endure moving forward. And sometimes we feel like we're, we're in the weeds and we can't seem to, to get out of that ditch, but but it's possible. It's it possible. is possible. We're a witness, right, Scott? We are witnesses. It, it, it is possible. Um, in the corporate, um, again, I've had different leaders who yeah. have stepped up to the plate and who really, it was a pivotal shift. Um, I remember one gentleman, and we were actually colleagues, um, and um, I went for an interview, right? And I knew that all my performance reviews and everything were really up to par, you know, really stellar and things like that. Bonuses were coming. So I thought, okay, this was a good time to go for an interview. When I went into the interview, this leader that I had at the time, it was like, she sucker punched me. You know, she was like, you're not gonna um, do well in this position. Um, you're like a bull in a china closet. And I mean, this was like, I had just sat down in the chair and then all of this started spewing at me across the desk and I, you know, gathering myself internally. And I said, so why haven't I heard any of this before? What just happened? <laughs> and her answer was like, well, I'm telling you now. So I'm in this moment, like, what just happened? I felt like the twilight zone or something. And I came out and I called a, a colleague, a fr dear friend, and she said, you need to find out how you're really viewed in the organization. And, you know, because you don't know how far reaching this message has gone or, you know, what has, yeah. so 
I went and talked to this gentleman. We were colleagues at once, but then he progressed and now he was a leader over some of the things that I had done. And he was a real advocate for me and an ally. And he coached me through, that was, a. will never forget him for doing that. And I'll never forget that moment because I was a single mom at the time. I was, you know, so I'm responsible for my, my home, my mortgage, my daughter who was in high school. So, you know, she's getting ready to go off into her. And so just having somebody there that gets you and wasn't like coming at, because sometimes you can go to somebody and it's like, okay, well, what did you do? You know, no, he was like, okay, I know you. And I know this is what um, you're capable of. I've seen your performance and he knows, you know, where I could grow and develop as well. He said, this is what you need to do. And he actively participated and helping me get to a new place where it would be healthier for me. I'll never forget him for doing that. Um, he's a dear right. friend even now. And even um, they just sent me a card because I'm retiring on Monday. And he just wrote this wonderful message in the card. So um, yeah, we need people like that, don't we? You know, I think I would, one of the exercises that I have clients do sometimes is to go and ask um, people that are going to be honest. So don't go ask your mama. Um, people <laughs> that are going to be honest and you know what what am i good at where do you see i could i could grow what areas should i can i grow in where are some things that um that maybe i rubbed some people the wrong way just ask them all these kind of questions five or six people and anytime i do that exercise with somebody they come back and they go i am absolutely blown away with how such and such sees me Mm -hmm. and it's and it's always always um I, I'm, I'm seeing this strength. I'm seeing this confident and I don't feel that. Mm. And it just, when we get the, 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 the way other people see us, I think it really expands on our ability to, to see, to see ourselves because, you know, I think that a lot of times the way we see ourselves is the way other people see us. Right. And when we exude that sense of confidence and that sense of competence, I think that, you know, other people see it, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative. This right. woman clearly saw that you had something and felt threatened by you. Mm-hmm. And, and I see that as a compliment. Like she, you know, she probably, and at the same time, she probably saved you from taking a position that was not going to be a good fit. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And to your point, I think sometimes we are such in a mode of let me learn, let me improve, let me learn, let me improve, let me learn, let me improve, that we don't take the time to stop and say, but you are great at this. You are good at this. You are, you do this well. So when things yeah. like that come at you, it's like, you know, it just brings you down as opposed to like, hold up, that's not me at all. <laughs> you know, unless it's just so off the chain, which that was just so crazy that that yeah. happened. But I think we need to give ourselves some break and some leniency and celebrate yourself celebrate yes. ourselves a lot more than what we do. It's great that we want to learn. It's great that we want to continue to improve, but celebrate yourself. And to your point, Scott, we will find the same thing that others see in us, that there is a lot of great qualities that people see and want and cherish that we just kind of glance over like, yeah, but no, no more. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, something that I always equate to, we're not for everybody and and not everybody's going to like us. And, 
and we don't want every client. We don't want everybody that out there as a client. And it's just like there's rock and roll, there's rap music, there's country music, there's Christian music, there's there's you know bluegrass music, blues, the blues. Yeah. Not you know very seldom have I ever found somebody that just absolutely loves all genres of music. It's either country or rock or Christian or something, and and maybe they they like a little bit of some of the other, but that's why there's so many different flavors of music out there because it's, it it appeals to that client, that individual. And you are, you are a very unique individual in that you bring skill sets that, um, and and I've, I've experienced this too, where we, we have a tendency to intimidate people and we Mm. don't even intend, we don't mean to. Right. That's right. But for those that, that want us and need us, they're ready, willing, and able. Absolutely. And it's usually, um, I find it's those who they say they want to grow. They say they want to do this. But then when you are going to hold somebody accountable, I've had people say, oh, um, we could be in a circle, right? Of people who know me, right? And one individual is like, I really want your help. And the other person's like, you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> because I'm going to, I'm going to be with you there the whole way. Um, But there is going to be a time when I'm going to say, your wings are ready to fly, go fly. And so, um, and that's going to be along the way, because I think it's not healthy for us to do, 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 and then have somebody launch and they've never had a chance to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember having a business analyst join my team recently. And so what I would, spe- what I would specifically do for her is, okay, what you, what I need you to do for the team, we met one-on-one and I had her do it with me for a couple of weeks before I'm saying, now I want you to do this in the team and take that role. So I gave her time to do it in a safe space. And we yeah. all want that safe space, but you're going to do it. Because if you don't practice it in the safe space, you'll never do it out there, right? And that's where if, and I believe you're the same way, Scott, if we hold people accountable for where they say they want to go and we really mean it and we're going to be there with them, then that's what people are like, oh, I'm going to really have to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because I think that there's, there's two kinds of people. There's those that say they want it. And there's those that say they want it and are willing to do it. Exactly. And, and you don't, you know, I'm, I love sports. And so I always use sports analogies, but you don't take somebody that's never run or hasn't run in a, in a year and go, Hey, let's go, let's go do a, a marathon and just walk out the door on Saturday morning and go do a marathon. It takes, it takes absolute 150% commitment to go run a marathon because you're, you're looking at miles and miles and miles of training during the week and eating right and, and fueling your body. But the same is true when it comes to, and I think you and I were talking yesterday, this idea of, I hate the word change, you know, somebody, I I want to change or no, you don't, because that's just temporary. Right. What you really need is transformation. What you really need is that, that lifelong transformation that says, I am no longer that which I was, and I am doing something completely that is that is absolutely fearful and absolutely um, 
going to scare me to death, but I know that there is something great on the other side. And we'll take work to maintain, right? So I'll need yes, that yes. support system around me to, to make sure I'm not slipping back into those uh, behaviors yes. of the past. So um, I had a mentoring program and I would, every person that came through had to have an accountability partner. And um, because I come from project management background, I said, okay, what's the goal? Because, you know, mentoring to me, I'm not raising somebody else's kid, you know, no, we got to have an end game here. So what's the, what's the goal? And um, all right, so you define you want this. So find somebody that's going to remind you, not browbeat you, not condemn you, but just raise that mirror and said, oh, you wanted to do better with your savings and just put that mirror up and say, but why are we at the mall all the time? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Or you wanted to do savings, but I see all these Amazon packages on the doorstep, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, yeah, accountability, I think is key. And to your point, if we really want to transform, we need those people who will be around us to one, cheer us on and to hold us to being all that we can be. I like to say, be our best authentic selves. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, it's, I think that every one of us has got um, more inside of us than what we put out. And, and it's, you know, that's why I wrote my book, Living Your Life in Peak Performance, because I think that we've got, there's a peak performer inside of all of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, it's easy to live in the zone of average. Oh, absolutely. So easy to just kind of get up and go to work and say, this is all I'm ever going to have. This is all I'm ever going to be. This is, but the truth is, I, I just, I think that we were, we were put on this earth for one chance, mm -hmm. one time. Why not, why not live it to the, to the nth degree? Why not have everything that we want, do everything that we want to do, be everything that we can be? Because I think the more that we, we push ourselves to do that, the more people that come into our life and the more things that happen. And, and, and I always say to clients, take that first step. Because the minute you take that first step, the right person comes along that's going to be there to, to hold your hand, pick you up, sometimes kick you in the tail. Right. And, and do what you, you, need, you need help doing. Yeah, for but sure. I believe it puts people in our life for, for you know, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Yeah. And how about this? Let's raise it even to a, up to a notch. We were sent here for a reason. So I often ask people, why have you come? Not yeah. why have you come into this door, but why have you come on this, in this realm? Why have yeah. you been sent here? Because the word says we are his workmanship, right? And so we shouldn't be looking for a job. We should be looking for our work because that work is our assignment yes. from the kingdom. And therefore yes. we are kingdom ambassadors. Every one of us, I don't care if you ever claim it or not. Every one of us is a kingdom ambassador. We've been yes. sent here for a reason. You've been sent to one of those seven mountains. And so therefore, what are you responding to in that mountain? What work are you doing in that mountain? It's really not about us. We get to go on the journey along for a season or for the, and to, you know, really experience it. But we're really there on a divine appointment. 
Absolutely. And so we have to get over ourselves about, oh, this feels good to me or it doesn't feel good to me or I like this part. I don't like that part. How about God didn't ask us? <laughs> so quit he wasting oxygen and get busy. He just said go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. you! So we mentioned at the very beginning that you are getting ready to step out in complete and utter faith. And, and I know I know what that feels like. And it's it can be exciting, scary, um, nauseating and fun and all of that wrapped up into one. And so tell tell everybody what you're what you're embarking on and um, and who you who you love to work with. Yeah. So it has been all that above. But you mentioned something that when we say yes and we go, that people will come to us. Can I tell yeah. you that I'm finding opportunities or op doors are opening, people are coming to me wanting to help, you know, because I pray often for destiny helpers and they do come. So anybody who's getting ready to embark, just take Scott's advice, go and take my advice. The doors will open, the right people will come and ask Holy Spirit to show you who's not the right person so you don't fall prey to them and you'll be all right. Yeah. So what I'm doing is um, I'm a speaker, I'm an art author, I'm an international best-selling author, I am a leadership coach and consultant, and I'm leading leaders, C-suite leaders, all levels of leaders, and I really want to create an environment where all of those leaders come together because I think we, I know we can learn from each other. When we talk to people who are like us, we get the same thing. And yeah. people are doing the same thing. But when we talk to people who are at different levels of leadership, who are leading in different aspects, from a faith-based place, we get a more compassionate heart if I'm in corporate. From a corporate, I get a more business sense. If I'm in the yeah. community, I get more reality of what's touching people's lives. So when we get together, can you just imagine what that conversion is like? So I am leading people, um, leading leaders, supporting leaders in whatever capacity I can. Um, and organizations, and specifically in agile change leadership, because I think that if we can help people transition to the transformed culture that they want, um, then we have less traumatization in the workplaces and in our organizations, and people not only adapt to the changes or the transformation, but they actually invest in it, and change becomes a catalyst to your greatness and not something that people are running from. Absolutely. You used the word agile that, you know, I, I remember when I played football in high school that our, our coach used to tell us, you got to be agile. You got to be willing to move. You got to be willing to get out of the way. You got to be willing to cut and go this direction, go that direction. And, and I think that that's, that is such a powerful word of just being agile and just being, yeah. willing and being and, in our culture today, after all we've been through in the last few years, we've got to be able to pivot shift, change, make decisions faster, but make quality yeah. decisions, not just be apprehensive. So we have to speed up so that we can get our ideas to market faster, so we can reach more people faster, because so many people are hurting. So how can I mobilize a team to get out there and bring healing to them? All of those things require us to move quicker than what we used to, but with the quality that we need to. John Maxwell always says, he, he's one of my mentors, he always says, great leaders make decisions quick, and very rarely do they go, by, go back on those decisions. That's right. That's and, right. And just, 
and, and I, I truly attest that to that, that great leaders listen to their intuition. Mm-hmm. That, that, that still small voice that God, where God speaks to us. And that's why they make those decisions quick because they're listening to that gut. They're listening to that intuition. And, and I always, I always say that I think God gave women a double dose of intuition and, and we men, we have it. We're just too stupid to, to use it and listen to it. So um, I don't know if it's just being a mother, being a teacher, be what, what, but, but women just have a lot more intuition and they, they listen to it more than we men do. So, um, so congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. And I think um, you're, you're right. Absolutely right. It's there for you. Um, I, because I know my dad had tremendous intuition and, yeah. and I'm sure you do too. If you have children, you could see that friend coming, one of their friends coming like, mm, that's not the one. <laughs> that's not the one. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's there. It's there. You might just look at it differently. Yeah. I, I listen to it after the fact, usually. <laughs> and it's too late. I'm like, oh, I knew I should have. I wish I had him. Oh my gosh, I knew. Yeah. Every, every time. So I'm, I'm just a little stubborn, but, but that's what God's grace and mercy is there for. Right. And I thank God for it because, um, we all missed it sometimes. And we were just, I was just talking to a group of people Saturday about that. Cause I also teach in our Bible training center. And we were talking about maybe when we talk about, we sometimes entertain angels unaware it's God giving us a chance to practice because <laughs> like, we can't screw up an angel. Right. There so if that, if, 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 if that was the moment when I was supposed to share or I was supposed to give and I just missed it. Now, when the real deal comes along and there's a person whole being and the state is in the balance. Now I'm going to answer because I got that mm, in me because I missed it with the angel. Right. So it's like, um, that was just a whole new way of us for me to see it anyway. I love it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, how can someone reach you? And of course we'll have this in the show notes, but how can they, how can they reach you? How can they find you? And what's the best way to reach out to you? Sure. So I'm on Facebook as Yvette C. Owens. Please don't hesitate to connect with me on any of these platforms. I'm very, I love to connect with people. I love to engage with them. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Yvette C. Owens. I'm on Instagram as Destiny Speak, but I'm also there as Yvette C. Owens because not in addition to the things that I have shared with you, I'm also a real estate agent. So um, that's what I use there. So yeah, so Yvette C. Owens, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Also, Destiny Speak is where you can find me. But if you find me, then I can share the other platforms with you. I, I love it. I love it. We'll have all that in the show notes. And I am, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I, I just look forward to, to connecting our, our networks together and seeing where God, God takes us and uh, seeing what God does with us. Absolutely. It's time for all of us to lead with soul, which is one of my newest projects, um, that membership group um, where like-minded leaders, but also leaders who just want to raise the and the tapestry of leadership, how we look, how we sound, and how we leave people feeling. Um, If that's you, just reach out and we're going to do it because it's time for us to have a real movement of godly leadership led by godly principles that are going to transform the entire globe. I have nothing left to close with. That that nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Thanks again, Yvette. I look forward to having you. I look forward to having your sister on. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you. And you'll be on mine as soon as I launch it in the fall. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs>